Welcome to the Transforming Leadership Podcast with author and speaker, Dr. Steve Steph. I'm Jim Brangenberg, your host for the day. For more information about Dr. Steph and how the Transforming Leadership team builds effectiveness in leaders, please look online at tleadership.com. That's tleadership.com. Now let's join Dr. Steph in the studio. Hi, I'm Jim Brangenberg with Transforming Leadership, and I'm joined by Dr. Steve Steph, the founder of Transforming Leadership. And Steve, before we begin, I thought today would be great just to remind everybody we're in a series, a continuing series of Transforming Leadership Proverbs. These are truisms or, or, or um, phrases that you guys have come up with as you are working alongside leaders, helping them to transform things that you want to make sure we got to communicate in the podcast. So I want to make sure everybody knows that's where we're at, and make sure you check us out online tleadership.com, tleadership.com. Today's Transforming Leadership proverb is, it's always about behaviors. Metrics and numbers are merely the result of aggregated behaviors. Now, Dr. That's Steph, that, that's a big word, aggregated behaviors, which means <laughs> piled, you know, all these behaviors piled together in one. What do you mean by this, it's always about behaviors? Well, it, it, our organization, Transforming Leadership, Jim, as you know, we have three, what we call three magic words. Uh, intentional, effective, and behaviors. That, that's not a, it's not a phrase. It's three separate words. You have to be intentional. It's always about behaviors, and it's always about being effective. So it, outcomes are merely the aggregated behaviors. And, and when we have um, business leaders, because our organization works primarily with uh, senior leaders, executive teams, even, even boards and board members, it's, it's important for them to know, you know, they, they have to look at the outcomes. They have to look at the metrics, but the metrics are merely the result of those aggregated behaviors. So if you want to change the metric, if you want to change the outcome, then you must examine the behaviors. All right. That's, so instead, I mean, it's very ethereal. Woo-hoo. So give me yeah, some, yeah. give me some, something solid. Tell me what you mean by this. Give me an example of what you're talking about. Well, although we don't have any car dealers that work with our organization right now anyway, uh, I'll use that as an example. If you have uh, a car salesperson and you're expecting this salesperson to sell 20 cars a month and you bring him into a meeting because that month he has only sold 15 cars, one of the things that you're going to be focusing on is the 15 cars that he sold uh, what the what the net margin was on those 15 cars? How did he do on the 15 cars? What was his running average on the 15 cars? Things like that. But what we really need to be focusing on is because that that's already happened. That's done. That's a lag. What we refer to as a lagging indicator. Sure. How many cars he sold? The leading indicators are what are the things that he did that led to selling 15 cars? What are the things that he did that might have uh, resulted in him selling 15 instead of 20. So what are the effective behaviors and what are the ineffective behaviors? And I'll be the first to tell you that that's, that's when leadership or management, maybe more accurately, that's when management gets most difficult is when we're trying to identify specific behaviors that are leading indicators. Well, so so the, the, the outcome is barely the aggregate of those leading indicators, whether they were effective or ineffective. That makes sense. Yeah, it, it, no, not all the way, but we're going to help thre- flush it out because if it got to flush it out for me, you got to flush it out for everybody that's listening today. Because yeah. it's where you're talking psychology here, because you're you're trying to. I mean, you're saying the metrics are a lagging indicator because 
this is what's already happened. So you can't Correct. fix what's already happened, but you can fix what's going forward. And if you've got a goal for a guy that's 20 sales a month and he only did 15, but really what you want is you want him to average 20, which means some months he's going to have 25 or 30. So what are the behaviors he needs to change? So in other words, is he standing at the door, always ready to greet a customer when they walk on the, when they pull onto the parking lot? Are I mean, you're talking about behaviors. Uh, does he really know the product well? Does he listen well? Does he ask good questions? You're, those are the kinds of behaviors you're talking about, right? Those those are right. But but first, let me address the fact you said some months he may be hitting 25, maybe even 30. That's fine. But remember that the key phrase for. Uh, for management is what have you done for me lately? So the fact that he hit 25 or 32 months ago, that's fine. But if he missed it last month, you know, that invariably that's what he'll be measured on. Right. So, and that's uh, sad. That's sad. Yeah, a little, yeah, it is a little bit of cynicism coming through, but, but it's fact of life. That's what we get measured on is our immediate results, our immediate outcomes. So, so if we could take that salesperson, we can start to look at, these are some behaviors that have been identified universally as leading to having more prospects to buy that car. These are specific behaviors that have been identified, uh, maybe we'll say universally, or at least in our business, to uh, being most effective in getting that, that prospect to come inside and sit down and go through the paperwork. These, it, it may boil down to something as simple as uh this is a uh, uh, has been identified as the best way to ask this question, the best way to facilitate a close. Those those are leading behavioral indicators. We have um, we may have identified that uh, even even something as simple. Again, we're talking about car sales just as an example, as an illustration here. Something that's as simple as how we dress might impress a uh, prospect, or how we dress might. Uh, cause a prospect not to trust us or have faith in us because we, we're on two, we, we relate differently. Right. Those are leading indicators. So I want to uh, identify all of the positive or the effective leading indicators that I can that are going to result in driving sales. It's always about the behaviors. For the for our clients, just just to throw this in for uh, make sure I'm clear here for our clients. All of our clients are high performers that we, you know, by our own decision, we only work with a high performing clientele. So our, our clients have already uh, already hit good numbers. They're, they're just trying to get better. So those behaviors that we're looking for, they're constantly looking for what can we, what, what behaviors can I eliminate that might be interfering with a relationship or an effectiveness or my, or my conversation or something like that. So where we hesitate to go negative, it is important that we eliminate those ineffective behaviors. So let's just review the proverb we're talking about today. It's always about behaviors. Metrics and numbers are merely the result of aggregated behaviors. Yep. That's that's the transforming leadership proverb of the day. Right. All right. But really, this goes down. You're having a meeting with one of your direct reports whose metrics didn't match up to where you desired them to be. But so often, Steve, managers, leaders, they tend to just be focused on those metrics in this conversation. That's right. they, they get that's they, right. they get well because that's because I got a piece of paper in front of it says this is what you did and that's not that's what right. we need you to do. How right. do how do we change shift that leadership paradigm to stop looking at the numbers and start looking at the person? Because it goes back to some of the other things we talked about in other 
uh, podcast, uh, Proverbs podcast, is that it's about culture and it's about the person feeling appreciated uh, as a human being. Uh, So how do you shift that paradigm in that meeting to looking at, hey, these things were ineffective that you were doing and these things were effective. Let's focus on the effect. I mean, how do you shift it? Let's talk about the great question. Let's talk about the meeting first and and the the content of the meeting. I've been in countless meetings over the years where the leader has told me that they were going to have a coaching meeting with one of their direct reports. And invariably, Jim, it wasn't a coaching meeting. It was a come to Jesus meeting or it was a you better fix this meeting or a you're not working hard enough meeting. Well, the fact is, as I've already said, Virtually all of the people that we work with are high performers to begin with. So the answer is rarely they're not working hard enough. They're all hard workers. As a matter of fact, it, it may not even be conceivable for them to work harder or more hours. So they have to tweak what they're doing. So uh, don't, don't misunderstand the, the metric, the outcome is important. And quite frankly, the bottom line is what determines whether we're going to continue to be able to do business or not. But once that's been identified, then the focus of the meeting must be, that is, if we're going to change the number, the focus of the meeting must be what behaviors can we change that will facilitate a different outcome next time? And if we don't identify those, then we've just had a difficult meeting. You know, the the only benefit to the meeting, the guy already knows, the man or woman already knows they missed their number. You know, they, they knew that. So the only benefit of the meeting is to collaborate to identify the more effective behaviors or collaborate to identify the, the less effective behaviors and, and eliminate them. Well, I think that, yeah, I think that's part of the conversation is that it asks questions. As we talked before, it's great yeah. to ask questions. And as the manager sits down with the person who didn't hit their numbers, they just say, hey, did, let's walk through some of these sales. Let's walk through some of the things you did. What could you have done better? What kind right. of? I mean, that's the kind of productive conversations we're talking about here. Because a, a coaching session that just focuses on numbers, all it does is demean people and lower yeah. people, and they yeah. were already uptight about going into the meeting because they already knew their numbers in the first place. So they're walking exactly. in there feeling like they're going to the guillotine in the first place. Yeah, and and now, granted, I may be uh, oversensitive to to the to the phrase, but that's not a coaching session, really. Right. You know, that, that's just a meeting to discuss the outcome or to discuss the metrics or to discuss the spreadsheet or, or discuss the budget, however you want. But it is not a coaching session. It's not a coaching session unless we are intentionally spending time to identify more effective behaviors or a different strategy. Steve, do you have an example from your personal life, from your work life where somebody coached you? And it aided you in moving forward in a more positive manner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A- absolutely. I, one of the <laughs> – I'm a little bit of an extrovert. I'm not what I refer to as a flaming extrovert, but, but I'm extroverted. That, you know, that's no surprise to you. So I'll go back 30 years in my career as a licensed counselor. One of the most difficult parts of being a counselor is learning to – pardon the expression, but shut up and allow the client to think, process, and maybe even the uh, uh, temperature of the room to increase to where they, they provide an answer. They, they give you some feedback. So ask a question and then be quiet. And I was coached and coached and coached, and then I have subsequently done this countless times over the years, 
uh, to ask questions and be quiet. Ask questions and be quiet. And that quiet, boy, that quiet is difficult on us, and particularly for an extrovert. That, that quiet's really hard to do at times. But it's the quiet that's most effective. So my coach, who is still a dear friend of mine and a dear valued coach to this day, uh, his, his primary feedback to me, his, his ongoing feedback to me over, over a long period of time was, you've got to learn to talk less and listen better. So, I mean, I, I listen for a living these days. So hopefully he was effective in his coaching. But, but that was the coach. What was, I, what, what was I doing that was interfering with my effectiveness as a counselor back then? And if I'm still doing it today, what am I doing that's interfering with my effectiveness as a coach? And the number one was not allowing the client time to formulate their ideas and then formulate their answer. So that was, that was great coaching for me because it, it addressed my effectiveness. Hmm. That's it. And it didn't attack you as a person. It just helped not you do your job better. Not at all. Not at all. And this particular person who's a, was a wonderful counselor and coach. I mean, he, he was very clear that, at least in his opinion, you know, I had the knowledge, I had a lot of the other skills, and, and those were up. My, my greatest uh, cheek in my armor, my greatest uh, cheek in my effectiveness was my, uh, I won't say inability, but certainly my uh, disinclination uh, to allow that quiet time. Hmm. So had he not coached me on that particular behavior, that specific behavior, I'd still be doing it. We'd still have a whole lot of noise in our meetings, but they wouldn't be as effective as they are today. Mm. Brings me back to an old proverb that I remember being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Yeah. Those words, I think, have been valuable for several thousand years. So, Steve, mm. we're talking about it's always about behaviors. Metrics and numbers are merely the result of aggregated behaviors. And what yeah. you've just said, bottom line, is that when we bring somebody in to talk to them about their numbers— we need to focus on behaviors in order to change the numbers, not just pounding them over the head with numbers. That's it. That's it. When, when, the, when the senior leader goes to the next meeting, the people that he reports to, those numbers are absolutely critical. That's what he has to report to, to his supervisor, whether it's the executive team or the board or whatever. But when he's talking downstream to his subordinates, the people that report to him, to his direct report, what's important at that point is, the behaviors that have resulted in the numbers. Mm. The numbers, remember, they're a lagging indicator. The behaviors are always a leading indicator. Mm. Thank you, Dr. Steve Steff. Yeah, thanks, Jim. And to our listeners, as always, make sure you check us out online, tleadership.com, tleadership.com. We'd love to hear from you, be able to see what we can do to help you. Check us out online. You can send a, contact us. You can also send us an email or give us a phone call. Those things are all out there. But in the meantime, just make sure you work on becoming a transforming leader. Till next time. Thanks, Jim. And that ends our discussion for today. Thanks for listening to the Transforming Leadership Podcast with author and speaker, Dr. Steve Steff. For more information on how Dr. Steff and the Transforming Leadership team can help you become a more effective leader, please look online at tleadership.com. That's tleadership.com. Until next time, remember, building effectiveness in leaders starts with the transformation of your heart towards your people.